Hello, everybody. Welcome to Starving Podcast. This is your host, Justin Romare. I'm going to go through a few of our sponsors. Our first sponsor is Geno Palette. They're a nutrition company that actually takes your DNA and does genotyping. They tell you exactly what foods they recommend based on potentially some deficiencies you might have in a variety of vitamins or some sensitivities you might have, such as lactose or gluten. Go to the code, get the code in our bio uh, after this podcast in the show notes to get $20 off your order. Our next sponsor is X Endurance. They're a third-party tested supplement company, and they have everything you need in regards to the ecosystem of health, all the way from performance-based supplements such as creatine and protein, and also immunity-based supplements for people that want to stay healthy during a time like this. Our third sponsor is Performa Sleep. Performa Sleep has some of the most comfortable mattresses that are the most affordable that I've ever slept on. Me and my wife have the king-size bed, but if your girlfriend broke up with you during this quarantine, they also have single mattresses that you could purchase. Our fourth sponsor is Dad Buy Fitness Online. This is Dane Smith, Adam Klink, and Ben Smith, and they're actually offering an online programming for CrossFit athletes that want to stay fit at home. It brings about an elegant solution for people that obviously want to remain healthy and fit during this time. So head over to the link in our bio and sign up with them. Our fifth sponsor is Consistency Breeds Growth. It's a customized nutrition company that uh, does one-on-one coaching with all of their clients and athletes. So if you're looking to work with them, you can get 15% off by heading over to the link in our bio and giving them code CBG. Today, we have two special guests on, the co-owners of Nation Athletics, to talk about how they're dealing with the COVID-19 situations in regards to their gym. So stay tuned. It's science. Hello, everybody. We're live. Uh, this is your host, and we have two special guests on today. Uh, Craig Kinney, a two-time CrossFit individual competitor and one-time CrossFit Games competitor, as well as AJ Alessi, uh, his best friend and co-owner of Nation Athletics, who is a lacrosse coach at Notre Dame in Connecticut, um, and he's also recently married. So, AJ, congratulations, sir. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us, Justin. Yeah, th- thank you. I used to be a member at Brantford CrossFit, uh, best gym in the Northeast Nation, um, and I'm, I'm excited to have you guys on today to talk about, you know, uh, the so, sort of some of the business side uh, of what gyms can be doing and what you're doing specifically to um, give your your members increased value during this time where where things, you know, the the path isn't so clear moving forward about how we can uh, maintain our health and fitness. So. I'd like to first start off um, by saying, you know, you guys own Nation Athletics. You have two gyms. How many members total uh, between those two gyms do, do you guys think you have? Um, our uh, CrossFit members, like excluding, um, you know, like our kids programs and uh, sports programs is probably around like a, <clears throat> like. 225 240 between the two gyms okay something like that yeah so so obviously a lot of crossfit gyms this is this is the way that it works it's um you're trying to offer the most uh individualized experience for the masses so it is a volume-based approach you want more people to come into your gym to be able to coach more people help more people with their health and fitness so obviously um, there's a lot of worry, especially not only with the recent changes in CrossFit and people having to get rid of their affiliates, but also 
or choosing to, you know, not have the CrossFit as their name, but also, you know, gyms that just can't support uh, continuing to pay their rent um, since they're not having the income and keeping their members. So, um, and this started obviously back in, in March. So I'd like to go over a little bit about what you guys did when this first hit to keep your members in your gym. Yeah, so when, I mean, when it first hit, we, we shut down, didn't know exactly how long we were gonna be shut down for. Um, but our plan was, you know, take it week by week, and then we found out it was gonna be kind of for the long haul. So we kind of developed a plan um, that was like structured around not only just virtual workouts, but we, in order to keep our members, members we basically rented all our equipment out and gave all our equipment out. So we had, I forget what it was, like two days or three days age. Um, yeah. On that weekend where people could come in and sign out equipment. Um, and at the end of it, we really had maybe a two and a half pound plate left in the gym. Like even broken plates or everything was taken. Um, mm-hmm. So it was great having, and we have a good amount of weight from both gyms, but um, you know, we were able to give that to all our members. And then um, it kind of just developed into this virtual Zoom kind of thing for three classes a day. And then um, all of our athletes uh, stayed on. Oh, say everyone stayed on who stayed on that was able to stay on um, was a part of uh, a coaches group. So we had six six coaches that were divided the athletes, say fifty athletes or so, into um, groups. So any questions they had about the workouts, um, any questions they had about exchanging equipment. Say you, Justin, you had a rower and you wanted a bike for the next weekend. We we handled that. Um, and switching them back and forth. Um, and then from there, we also had, you know, we had the virtual workouts, so we also had um, whiteboards that were on the unlisted thing for YouTube. So if you clicked on our Spotify, it would send you to the link for our whiteboards. Um, and then we do like, we tried to highlight a certain movement of that, um, that workout on Instagram just to review it. Um, and then we tried to really, and AJ did an awesome job of this, is kind of highlighting everyone uh, on Instagram and just sharing their stories and all that through our channel so people can just stay connected more. Um, And I feel like that was huge in the beginning. Uh, So people were motivating each other just like they would in the gym, um, but at home. So that was cool. Um, Anything else we kind of did, Age? No, I think you covered it pretty good. But, like, uh, you know, there's so much that goes into a CrossFit membership more than just, you know, um, you know, programming um, or even our our equipment and being in the in the gym. You get like the the community aspect and, you know, uh, the camaraderie. And there's just a lot more that goes into it that, like, is is the reason why people stick to CrossFit and, and love it so much. So we try to just find different ways to emulate that as much as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, we rolled out a, a few more programs too, like uh, a running club. Um, we got on the Strava app. It's, it's a running app. Um, just another, you know, option for people. Um, we put uh, out a rolling, like a rolling program too with the, just like a five week progression for that too, or a steam machine too, age, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was just like, I, I think we were just trying to find as many ways as possible to keep everybody, you know, tied together and kind of get that uh, that feeling of like, oh, this person's working out hard right here. I see them working, you know, I better keep doing it too. Um, so, um, tried to do, 
just do that the best we could. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, I haven't heard the coaches splitting up and having specific athletes that they're working with and grouping athletes with a specific coach. I think that really provides a more personalized experience for everyone and more accountability from their coach, which obviously a lot of people are struggling with. Um, we're so used to that one-on-one -on -one interaction with our coach that the Zoom class sort of takes away that, that bandwidth. And, oh, yeah. Um, it's different. It's a different approach, you know. And then also, like uh, one of the one of the beauties about CrossFit is you have your programming, and then you could have like a professional athlete working out next to, you know, like your your, your grandmother right there. And um, if you're just looking at the screen at the programming each day, you kind of like miss all that modifying and uh, scaling um, that you would normally get. So we want to uh, just make ourselves as accessible as possible to all of our members, so that they were, uh, you know able to do all that stuff, you know, making the workout the best version for themselves each day. So um, just trying to make them into smaller groups and make it a little more manageable to uh, communicate with them best we could. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that those I are... I think that's one of the things that works the best was the group code, the groups. Yeah. We'd send out emails weekly and um, or sometimes daily in the beginning with people trying to figure stuff out. So... Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think you guys, at least when I was there, you know, you guys did also did a great job of um, always making it feel like I was the most important member at the gym because it would be like, hey, man, like you're coming in for the workout today. That's great. But like, what are your goals? Like, what are you looking to do in a month from now, in two months from now? You know, um, how are we going to get there? You know, and this was if you listen to your members, then that's reflected in your coaching and it's also reflected in your programming and the way you teach things. If you have, you know, 100 people telling you that their gymnastics suck, then you make demonstrative videos for gymnastics, which is what you guys did. I've seen a lot of the videos online of showing how to, you know, fix a variety of different techniques and, um, you know, movement disciplines across, you know, the, the multi-domain aspect of CrossFit. So, um, I think that that's, that's really cool that you guys kept that up, obviously, during the quarantine as well. Did you guys offer a membership discount during the time or still currently based on w what's happening? Or did you guys leave your prices uh, the same across the board? Um, we took the approach to uh, – we, we left it the same and just tried to give them as much as we could. Um, and you know, there were some people who had to drop off, understandably, because there's there's people in a tough spot, just yeah. uh, you know, with work and stuff and, and the shutdown. So, um, but we left it the same, and um, you know, just tried to give them as much as we could for that membership. Yeah, I think that, I mean, from a business side and and for the athletes, I think that's the right approach. I think that if you can keep your membership the same and offer more value that's better than taking uh, less money from people and offering them lower value. So finding a way to innovate, which you guys obviously did during this time, and making the same amount is important. And then, you know, from a business perspective too, like if, if this happens again, right, you have all the infrastructure in place to continue to offer that great value. But for gyms that um, are, you know, just going paycheck to paycheck at this point, and we close down again, they're gonna to have to offer that discount again. It's gonna be expected from their members that they're gonna get another discount. Um, 
And from a business side, I mean, that that's just not what you want to do. You want to elevate, innovate, and provide more value. So I agree with, with that approach completely. Do you guys know what the current phase Connecticut is in? Um, and if you don't know the actual phase, just what are gyms allowed and capable to do at, at this time in your area? So our gym in, in Connecticut, we can – so you can be six feet away from somebody with a mask on, right? Mm-hmm. But you can be 12 feet away from somebody with a mask off. So um, in, at Brantford and in Madison, in Brantford we have 20 stations – we probably could fit a few more, but we just feel safest with that amount of people. And after two weeks of evaluating and three, four weeks, and now it's been five weeks, I think, um, we feel most comfortable with that. And then uh, there's we have walking lanes throughout. You know, you have to be – what else do you have to provide, Age? Um, like hand sanitizing stations have to be provided. Um, a checklist of – you know, we it's easy for us to do um, – you know, when people check into the gym, everybody has, you have to know who's inside your gym at all times, right? But we have water yeah, for, just for contact tracing that. and stuff. Yeah, contact tracing, just you have to be able to manage that. And that's just easy for us. Everybody signs up for classes on the app. They can't get into the class unless they sign up. So that eliminates it completely. Right. Um, you guys are capping, capping the classes and making sure everybody's staying a safe distance, making your members that yeah. want to come back feel as safe as possible. So, yeah, yeah we have 20 like stations. Go ahead, Dish. No, I was just going to say, like, yeah, we have the, the reservations now, just uh, um, so we have the list of the people in class for contact tracing in, so it doesn't uh, go over that capacity that we, we determined. They didn't give us, like, a, a set number of people. Um, they just gave us those guidelines that, like, if you want to work out without a mask, you got to be 12 feet away. So we were just able to fit 20, 20 in Brantford and 9 in Madison um, at that safe distance um, so people could take their mask off when they're working out. Um, and there's like a coaching walk lane that goes around both of the gyms, um, and that's within. Coaches always have masks. Yeah, coaches always have a mask on, but that's within six feet at a minimum. Um, but yeah, you're walking around with your head cut off through the whole class. But uh, and then we never cap it. Like if it's nice out, we let anybody else come because we have enough room outside for both gyms, right? Um, where they can come and do have an option for an outside workout too. Right. So even if the class is capped at 20, at 20 and so there's 20, you reserve for a wait list at 23, you can still come, but you're, just, you're not guaranteed a spot inside. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I heard this recently on a podcast with uh, Mike Bledsoe. He was speaking specifically about this and that um, if, if your area doesn't have specifications then and you want to give as much value as possible to your members and you're there to – heal lives and make people more healthy and fit screw it you make the guidelines Absolutely. for your state like let's go get your people in there and Absolutely. i mean don't bring a hundred people around in your gym stay stay moderate but you yeah. need to make the guidelines for your people and if they want to come back then you know figure out yeah. a way to to make it happen obviously you guys have done that with the space that you have at the gyms in the outside area which is um which is great so, um, yeah, and uh, my just kind of going off what you're saying there, um, my thought process, this whole thing, and, and even now is like, um, you know, my, my father is like, uh, probably, I'm not sure the exact amount of time, but probably seven, eight months removed from uh, K2 
chemo and every every decision I make is would I feel comfortable having my dad come in the gym right now and do this workout? Yeah. Um, so making sure that, you know, it's distance enough, the ventilation's good enough. Uh, we put like equipment in everybody's station. Um, so that's your equipment for the day with uh, sanitizing uh, supplies in there. So you need to disinfect everything before you leave. Um, you don't need to go around, walk around finding equipment. Yeah, and we have such a good community too, Asia. Like, you know, people take pride in cleaning up after themselves. I mean, some people we have to get on about, but um, people do a great job now of taking care of and cleaning up the people for the people after them, um, and just getting people to buy in more with that. And just to go on with AJ was saying about his dad is like, you know, we communicate within all of our coaches about, you know, if Lene shows up, if Bob shows up, if Joe shows up, whoever those people that are at a little bit of higher risk, even though that they feel like they're they don't want to worry about that. We make sure that they get the specific spots that we feel most comfortable with them in. Um, you know, whether it's right by the garage door or, or right by the side door. Um, just to make sure we're all on the same page, you know. Right. And I think that's important because, you know, they are at high risk, risk even if they feel comfortable just to make them the safest, you know. Right. Yeah, I think that's an excellent approach um, to sort of mold your gym around, um, you know, making it as safe as possible for the people that are most immunocompromised. Because if you do that, everyone else should presumably feel safe as well. And um, I resonate with that a lot. I think that that's an excellent approach to, you know, getting as many members back in your your gym as possible. Um, Now... And you know what? Really, if you, like believe in it or you don't like if you think it's an issue or it's not really the stuff that we're asking you to do is is in the grand scheme of things such a small sacrifice that like just do it to make someone else feel comfortable you know what i mean like just keep put the mask on until you get in your station like it's 15 seconds with a mask on take it off there clean up really good it's I mean, it's some members actually like what we're doing now because all their stuff is is right at their fingertips. They don't even need to walk around and find everything. Like everything is right there. Right. But Class, classes the are running more things, smooth. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's such a small sacrifice what we're asking them to do that you know. But and everybody's been so great, really. Our members yeah. have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a lot of pride in in your gym, the gym that you go to, cleaning up after, and just being a, a respectful human uh, to others that. Um, you know, take it serious, uh, is, you know, it's extremely valuable and it's great to have members like that. Now, in terms of what's going to go on, um, next for you guys. So you, you know that, I mean, there, there are numbers out there, extrapolated numbers that after this 50% of gyms are going to be closed. So like Gold gym has filed for bankruptcy, 24 hour fitness has filed for bankruptcy. Um, at the end of the day, loyalty is only going to get you so far. You have to provide more value as you guys have uh, and innovate around the situation. So um, are there other ways that you guys are doing that with, um, you know, making sure people's nutrition is dialed in and their mental outlook on their workouts and their goals or customized coaching? Like what else is happening for potentially the future uh, for you guys at at your spot? I I think a lot of it... um with what we're doing right now regarding COVID and also other stuff is like just getting more feedback from people um, and just talking with them more about what they want. Uh, But as far as things that we're looking towards doing, um, 
we want to you know expand more on our um, our virtual programming mm-hmm. as well because uh, you know we have a lot of inquiries of people that just aren't called co- aren't comfortable going back to their gyms but that aren't in Connecticut that want to um, have not that they can't use it now but they just have more of a uh, program set in place that they can have that sense of community with um, one of my my teammates from the grid league just reached out to me he's been following a program just like through Instagram but now he wanted to you know be more of a part of it so he's hooked him up with uh, our nation plan which uh, is you know extra programming based off our class programming so he can be on our class leaderboard you know from wherever he is and wherever he's traveling from if he travels for work or if he's home um, in Atlanta so it's it's pretty cool to you know still communicate with people that are in our state and try to expand that way um, I'd like to improve on some of our nutrition stuff as well we did do uh, some stuff with you but one thing that we did have success with was that 800 gram challenge um, and just you know find different ways to expand there how about you, AJ? Anything that we've talked about that I'm missing out on? Um, yeah, I mean, we were so lucky that we had such we have such great members and, and loyal members through this first wave that we, we came out of this about as as good as we could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, obviously we took a little bit of a hit, um, understandably, but uh, we really appreciate our members and we tried to get like make the. I think we did make the uh, membership like as valuable as possible, um, yeah. but I mean just. You know, just for those members who who still don't want to come in, we're we're doing um, our a few classes a week. Uh, at least one class a day is zoomed with the so like the coach has a mic on, mm-hmm. so you're kind of you're live into our class. You just click on the Zoom link, uh, you hear everything the coach is saying. He's got one of those mics on his shirt, um, so you could see what the class is doing, and you could you could hear all the coaching that the coach is giving. And you know, they just hop on a few minutes early, and you go over your modifications and stuff beforehand. Right. Um, but I mean, I think our, our approach has always been, um, like even before the pandemic is, you know, what, what could we be doing to give these guys more, you know, in terms of nutrition and, um, just our membership in general. Um, Craig, Craig and I have, have a few big plans that we're not ready to put out there yet, um, mm-hmm. that we were, we were trying to do, uh, before, um, you know, this whole shutdown that, you know, this got to have a little bit of a put on pause a little bit. Um, but there'll be some stuff coming out soon. Um, yeah, but yeah, just like the, we added the running club. Um, we try and do at least one nutrition challenge a year. Um, uh, but we could, you know, it's always in our, our minds, like what, what we could do more, but, um, yeah. And just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. love being back at the gym and just as long as we can keep them there. I mean, if this happens again, I think we'll be okay, but you never know, but just, enjoying our time with each other right now has been huge and it's great to see everybody back in the gym um, I was coaching the 5 a.m. this morning and people are just you know chirping each other a little bit before the class even started and it was just great to kind of like it almost felt like we were 100% back without yeah um, having this issue even yesterday being outside age with the we had like a lot of running yesterday Justin and it was it almost felt normal normal yeah you know it, like it, it almost felt like we weren't going through this COVID thing but right. it's going to be a while before it feels like that again yeah i mean if you can give your members even a glimpse of that to just get their mind off of the COVID thing uh i think that's extremely valuable i think that's what everybody's searching for um 
And on the nutrition piece, uh, the optimized nutrition program, you guys follow the 800 gram challenge. They, um, yeah, they do a great job for gyms, obviously, and people do need to eat more fruits and veggies. So you guys are adding value there. You have the customized programming from you. If people want um, more attention, extra stuff on top of what they're already doing at home, and if they have the equipment to facilitate that, which is uh, absolutely ex excellent. And, you know, I think um, you, you also brought up a good point uh, when, when you were talking briefly was, you know, forget about if your members are able to come back. What if they don't feel safe enough to come back? And this is obviously with the Zoom classes and things being put in place, gives people an opportunity to continue staying on the leaderboard with your members and have a sense of community because the reality is, um, Peloton's going to eat your ass out. <laughs> I mean, like, they're, they're, they're going to crush you. They're going to eat you for lunch if you don't have some of these systems in place, honestly. Because they have a person on the screen looking at you. You get your bike. You're, you're rocking. You're ready to go. So, like, if, if you don't have this value that, that you guys are doing... Um, you know, you can kiss your gym goodbye. I mean, that's unfortunate, and it's um, and we don't want to see any gyms close now because most gyms out there um, are looking to elevate people and then make money off that elevation. They're not looking to make money and then see if members get better at their sport or get more right. healthy. Right? They're they're doing it for the health concern first, and they enjoy the sport and its approach to health and fitness. Um, so. And definitely, I think everybody's looking forward to what you guys are potentially going to roll out as the quarantine continues and when it's lifted so that you can continue to add more value. One thing I thought about would be awesome is if, um, and I don't own a gym, but uh, if I did, I would buy a piece of land that's yeah. and just put a concrete slab on it and put a Zeus rig on it yeah, and just get a shed with a bunch of equipment. You know, call it the play, call it the playground, or yeah. No, that's tough. a that's a yeah. little, especially little, in Brantford, but yeah. yeah, like Muscle Beach down in uh, Cali, is that yeah. that's what it's called, right? Yeah, the playground's kind of a little bit, you know, like little rapey little kids, and you probably <laughs> you probably don't want to call it the playground, but anyway, you can name it whatever the hell you want to name it. But if people are going to be working out outside, then you can buy a piece of land, put a concrete slab, and put a put a rig on it. You know, well, it's you not, should do it. Give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's cheaper than I'll if visit. you can get some a cheap piece of land next to somewhere. I mean, yeah. it'd be cheaper than renting out a place every single month over time. You know, yeah. or you yeah, could do it as an extension of a gym, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like a hey, every summer, forty bucks added to your membership. And mm -hmm. you get full access to, or just added on the value of the current membership that people have or something. I think people, my point being, yeah, I have plenty of ideas. Most of them are stupid, <laughs> but the point being, you got to figure out ways to innovate. Um, Absolutely. And I'm glad that you guys are, are doing that. Um, what, what do you guys think the biggest mistake that coaches will make when gyms re or business owners will make? for their clients and athletes when gyms reopen again? I, I think the biggest thing would probably be just not not taking it serious enough. Like, again, yeah. like going back to my statement before, like if you don't think this is a real issue, 
you know, that's one thing, but like you're, you're doing it for the people, you know, who are worried right, about it. And yeah. yeah and, and who are, it's just about doing what's right for your neighbor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's what's not going to, the people that are upset about it, like, are not upset about it. The people that like get upset about putting a mask on, like if we have members that are not willing to put a mask on for the person next to them to feel, feel, feel safe. I don't even want them in the gym. Right. You know what I mean? Like, those aren't the type of character people that are going to be in our gym anyways. Right. You know, those, like, if, if you're, if you could care less about what other people are feeling, then, yeah, we don't want you in here. That's not the right spot for you. Um, shoot, there's one more thing I was just going to say about that, but either way. Yeah, I'm with AJ there. It's just like, just being good to your neighbor. Yeah. Just paying attention. It's yeah. not going to hurt you to put a mask on. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and um, you know that's how I think most gyms should operate. But obviously, it starts with leadership, right? And if you're the CEO, you're the owner, you're working out at that gym, and you're not wearing a mask, you know, um, it's going to trickle down into your members, and um, they're not going to want they're not going to wear a mask either, and be like, I'm not taking this serious here. So it's not a big deal to them. So why is it a big deal to me? And um, I think. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. You, you go ahead, Age. Yeah. Um, I, I was just going to say the, uh, the other thing would be like, uh, you know, everybody wants to do so much, like all the gym owners want to do so much for everybody right now. And I think that like, uh, one thing that we kind of talked about is we almost had to like rein each other back on like what we want to do. And I, I think it could be a mistake yeah. if you try and bite off too much right when you open up, you know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, we, was just we, had a, we had a limited schedule in the beginning mm-hmm. and we're kind of adding more classes back in. Um, cause you do have to clean a ton. Like you, you have to make sure like you're sanitizing and stuff. Um, but in terms of like programs and stuff too, just, you know, make sure we're, we got the important stuff down first. We have really good CrossFit classes. Um, you know, you, the classes that we're going to have are, are going to be on point and you're just not wearing yourself too thin right off the bat. And then once you see that you could handle what you're doing, add a little bit more, um, and you handle that add a little bit more from there. So, um, Absolutely. And that got, I, I mean, that, go that with, was, that was the programming too, Asia. Programming and like the structure of your classes and everything like that is we, what do we start with age? Three class? How many classes did we start with? Four? We had uh, three. We had six in Brantford and three in Madison. No, no five, seven, nine. Five in Brantford. 4.30. Yeah, five in Brantford. Mm-hmm. Five in Brantford. And then we're slowly adding the 12 in now. And then we're talking about adding an open gym. But it's like, you know, wait till you hear from your members like, hey, Craig, I, I can't make this class. Can, can you open up this up? And like, yeah, once we get some more feedback from that and just, just talk to your members about it. Because like talking to some people now too as they see them opening like, you know, having so many classes um, and having open gym times. And it's like, you know, just wait to see what works. Right. You know what I mean? Because you might have a class. Um, and if you open with too small, too, too less of classes, you might get in a point where you know, shoot, maybe there's some people that don't like 20 Pearson's classes that want to have that or like like the 20 Pearson classes. So there's some people that will feel less whether there's 10 people in the class. So you have to like kind of find that sweet spot that works with the amount of class that you put out in your payroll and, you know, how much time that the owners can really spend there too. Right. So I don't know. I think like AJ said, you got to start slow, you know, and especially with the programming part of it too. It's Things are, are running smoother than ever because we have, they have their own cleaning station. They only have their own weights. You know, sometimes they have to ship between stations to get certain dumbbells and things like that. But, you know, we're done and people on time 
and there's no rollover and it's you know everybody knows it's no nonsense like it's an hour and then you're out of there because we have to clean the gym and get people off the next class right so uh, yeah, I think that's important, not having sort of a entitled approach to knowing what's best for your gym first without listening to your members, yeah. you know, uh, listen to your members. And uh, because this, you know, you can know every single thing about business. You can have an MBA from Harvard, but if uh, if you're not listening to your members, then um, you're doing them a disservice for what they need, because this is an unpredictable and unknown time for a lot of people. So. Uh, and I, I definitely resonate with a lot of the other things you said because you don't want to have your members come back and then it's like, oh, yeah, we got a nutrition challenge going. Uh, we're adding, you know, 225 squat cleans three times a week and you're going to hurt yourself and all of these other, you know, different things that they have to worry about. You want to build the foundation, which is health and fitness and give people um, that ability to do that safely. And then once you're able to do that, you can build on it. So, yeah. and what's the biggest thing we need to give them is like, they were getting fitness at home, right? We we're giving them that. They yeah. wanted to get back to being with around other people and feel comfortable about it, you know? Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. Just giving them the ability to see each other and laugh and joke around and, com and compete. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to give you guys now um, the opportunity to talk a little bit about anything else you might want to bring bring up in regards to, um, you know, the, the the situation, and then also tell people where they, they can find you when they're in Connecticut. They might want to drop in and uh, and check out your gym. Well, how are you doing, Justin? Oh, uh, you know, I'm uh, <laughs> I, I'm doing well. You know, um, the company uh, CBG grows a little bit every year. It's extremely manageable for me. We have another coach. Great. I really enjoy. Um, the nutrition aspect and helping as many people as possible, especially uh, now where people are realizing how important their health is. So um, my wife is great. Uh, she's obviously working right through all this at the hospital and doing it like a champ. So um, yeah. nation. 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 Yeah. Um, and your buddy's still with you, right? Is he doing all the programming? Yeah, my, my buddy Taylor is still doing. Yeah, he's Taylor. our head coach, doing doing yeah. doing programming for people. Um, we're obviously starting to innovate online too and get on Zoom calls with some of our, our athletes every week and uh, speaking with them and doing um, – we're doing some workouts once a week that they all do together. I call it the CBG cage match, son. If you want in on that oh, CBG right. cage match, I'll yeah. throw you some workouts. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm down for that. So we, yeah. we named it that, and we're just trying to add value that way um, so that, you know, cool. we can, we can you know, obviously we do the personalized stuff, so we want to continue to do that, but we want people to have a sense of community as well, so we, we know the value in that, and obviously you guys do too. So um, so I know they can find you on, uh, on Instagram and, and social media. Where can they look for your accounts and stuff like that if they want to look everything up? Um. Yeah, I mean, we're on all the uh, the social media outlets, um, Brantford underscore CrossFit on, on Instagram and, and um, S underscore um, Madison CrossFit. Um, and then on Facebook as well, uh, Brantford CrossFit, South Madison CrossFit. Um, and then and Nation then, Athletics. Uh, we're online website. at nationathletics.net. Nation yeah. Okay. Nation um, is the website. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if you type in BradfordCrossFit.com or SouthMassCrossFit.com, it takes you there too. So, um, yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. So if you're you're in Connecticut and there's a few spots you could hit, 
on the shoreline yeah. there, Brantford or, or Madison. Have some fun. We'll get after it. Yeah. Yeah, you guys definitely get after it. And um, people looking to do that, definitely check out Brantford and Madison CrossFit and the Nation, Nation Athletics uh, community. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for coming on today. It, it was a blast to talk to you guys about uh, yeah, the, the situation. I think it puts people at calm, at ease and, and calms them that they, they can still uh, get out there. And there are gyms out there offering the value and the safety that you guys are to, to allow yeah, If anybody to has any in. questions uh, that's listening to this about needs help about what what to do if they're reopening, just email us, info at uh, Brantford CrossFit. We'll, we'll try to help you guys out. For awesome. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Or any ideas for us, too. Yeah, any ideas for you us, yeah. good? <laughs> yeah, I have all the answers. Tell us what to do. I'm just looking for more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's gone pretty smooth. We're pretty happy with the way things have gone so far. Yeah. We're really happy, actually. Really happy. With it. Right. Yeah, it's, it starts with leadership, guys. So thanks, uh, thank you for coming on. Um, you know, keep after it, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Yeah, great catching up with you, Justin. You too. Um, you too, H. Later, yeah. Craig. Right. Hey, man. Nation. Science.